Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. This is another episode in our prequel series for Horror on the Orient Express. Will this week's investigator please introduce themselves? I'm Mike, and I'll be playing James Robert Fraser. James Fraser is um, in his late 30s, and he's originally from a working-class family in Leith in Edinburgh, although he entered into service at the age of 13, starting as second footman, working his way up to the position of valet, or gentleman's gentleman, and he hasn't actually lived in Scotland for many years. He also served in the Great War, went across to France in August of 1914, acting as Batman to his employer at the time. And he saw a fair amount of action in the trenches of the Western Front over the course of the war. He took part in the Christmas Truce of 1914, playing football in no man's land with the German soldiers. When his gentleman was killed in action at the Battle of Albert in 1916, he signed up to the Hesketh Pritchard School of Sniping in Lingham, de Calais. Now, after the armistice, he returned to England and joined the household of the Earl of Morton after having formed something of a bond with his son whilst out in France and Belgium. However, he didn't stay there long and handed in his notice less than a year later. Now, from there, he took up a position at the Oxfordshire estate of the Earl of Northbrook, and he's worked for the family ever since, initially as valet for the Earl's son, Raymond, who's the brother of Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and then for the Earl himself, when his former valet passed away. And when the old Earl died in 1924, Mr Fraser stayed on at Lady Elizabeth's behest, and now he lives and works at her London house in Kensington. His official position is that of her personal assistant, as she, of course, has her own lady's maid. But he acts in a very similar capacity to a valet or general factotum. Over the years, he and Lady Elizabeth have grown quite close, and she provided him with this rather unique position, which he very much appreciates. He's a very meticulous a neat man. He's, he's quite large, quite heavy set, but he's always very smart, very precise in his appearance and precise in his behaviour and manners, sometimes perhaps to the consternation of the other servants in the household who maybe view him as a little bit of a busybody, a little 
Chrissy, perhaps, um, frequently interfering when they're getting on with their jobs. Uh, though he is somewhat serious man he's got a bit of a romantic soul uh, he very much enjoys listening to classical music particularly the likes of uh, chopin debussy forêt uh, and he is also a keen amateur horticulturalist he's got a little plot in the gardens of uh, the house in kensington uh, where he tends his roses and if you look in his uh, in his little study in his rooms in the house You'll see a number of books on horticulture uh, alongside his very, very precious record collection and uh, his gramophone player. Give me a rough, maybe just a rough overview of what Mr. Fraser's day would encompass. Say morning, uh, noon and night. Yes, so he would rise early, um, usually around 5.30 a.m. He'd go through his daily uh, ablutions, uh, shave, wash. Um, he's very, very particular about his daily routine. Then he would, uh, from there, go to the the kitchens, most likely, um, just to check on everything there, make sure that uh, breakfast is is underway, ready to be brought up to Lady Elizabeth. Make sure that uh, everything is spick and span, neat and tidy, and in order. He would supervise uh, Mary Wilson, Mrs. Wilson, the cook, and the, the housemaid and Miss Bennett, the lady's maid, uh, he would kind of very well what what he would believe to be um, unobtrusively keep an eye on uh, looking over shoulders and making sure that everything is being done correctly to her ladyship's satisfaction. Um, whether the other servants view it uh, in that way or not is another matter. From there, he would throughout the course of the morning he would attend to any uh, business matters that, that might be pending. He would uh, go through her ladyship's mail, make sure that, that she received uh, anything that was important, and also make sure that any any matters uh, that required his attention were, were dealt with uh, swiftly, um, deal with any tradespeople that might come in. The butler there, uh, Mr. Hughes, uh, and he do tend to overlap in some of their duties. He would... Not to put too fine a point on it, to sometimes step on the butler's toes a little bit, where whereas it would be a it would be more of um, uh, of Mr. Hughes's responsibilities than Mr. Fraser uh, might overreach his position slightly without meaning to or realizing that he's doing so. Um, however, uh, throughout the course of the day, he would uh, again. Uh, attend to any requirements her, her ladyship might have. He would obviously greet her in the mornings, make sure that her lady's maid dressed her appropriately for whatever she might be doing during the course of the day. He would keep an eye on her timetable for the day as well, uh, advise her of any uh, appointments or engagements she had during the course of the day. So come the afternoon, he would spend perhaps a little bit of time out in the garden looking after his, his roses, his uh, small greenhouse there as well. Um, once uh, once that had been done, um, which wouldn't take an awful lot of his time because there's obviously a lot of uh, affairs to deal with in the house itself, he would return, make sure that uh, afternoon tea was served at the correct time. Again, just spend most of the day supervising the other servants and also uh, dealing with uh, any, if there were any visitors, he would see them into the parlour whilst uh, uh, making her ladyship aware of their arrival. Come the evening, 
again, he would uh, take a turn around the uh, the dining room to make sure that the table had been laid satisfactorily, which of course Mr. Hughes has already done, but he would take a turn around anyway. And uh, then come the evening, once uh, once her ladyship's uh, completed uh, her any any evening engagements she had, if she she was going out, he would probably travel out with her if she had any appointments, um, because. Uh, with the, the the situation with her ladyship, uh, she requires uh, occasionally someone to uh, uh, take her wheelchair up and down a set of flight of stairs, or ensure that she is comfortable. Um, ensure that uh, any building she is visiting has uh, adequate facilities to accommodate her, because obviously she wouldn't want to be kept waiting or inconvenienced in any way. And part of his duties would be to make sure that that didn't happen. After the day's business is complete, he himself would retire, perhaps read a little, listen to a little music, perhaps have a have a glass, small glass of single malt, which is rather partial to the the occasional dram, and then he would retire for the night. Oh, that's a pretty good rundown of your uh, of your day. So I'm going to lift the curtain on James. Say mid morning, you have been uh, alerted that there are several items uh, for her ladyship that need to be uh, attended to in uh, some of the shops away from Kensington. Not too far terribly, but uh, ones that have to be attended to. Some of them you knew were coming, um, but uh, Mr. Hughes has alerted you that the Van Groningen shop, the Dutch hat maker, is finished with her ladyship's newest hat. He knows that she's very excited to see it, it's probably one of the first special things that she's really gotten crafted for her uh, since the passing of the arrow. With time being what it is, we will pick up with James walking the January streets of the uh, row shops in Kensington. Sure. So he's um, yeah, he's wrapped, wrapped up in a in a great coat against the uh, the cold and the damp, of which there are both both cold and a bit damp. Uh, although it has not rained yet today, you can feel it already coming on. The skies themselves portend probably quite a bit of a shower. Only a matter of time. You pass through the doors of the hat maker, Van Groningen, and uh, his staff greet you as soon as you come in with a hearty hail. They're a, a quaint family here that has worked uh, in the area for a good two or so hundred years. It's a family business, has been for a long time, and they are a well-respected name amongst the hat makers of London. Go into the shop, take off my hat, give them a good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. Fraser. Uh, one moment, uh, we'll have her hat right away. Very well, thank you. You see, uh, the staff here is very rapidly... Uh, trying to get uh, some of their orders set up for the day. You can see that there are several boxes and all sorts of different colors. Busy day for you, I see. Oh, yes, you see uh, Van Groningen come out from the back area. Very. Uh, there's uh, been quite a rush to get uh, some of these done before the week's end. Mm-hmm. Quite so. He sets up the box on the table. There you are. Ah, oh, marvelous. Let's have a little look, shall we? You open the box. Um, you see uh, within, uh, she's chosen 
much more of a, I don't know if progressive is the right word in, in this era, but it is definitely something that you would say is not traditional. Uh, it's a very bright uh, red that she's chosen. Uh, the style is uh, much more of a cloach than it is a wide brimmed hat. To you, it, it beggars a bit of French styling in that regard. There's a large patterned rose on the left-hand side of this hat. Uh, that seems to be in order. Well, I uh, have to say, uh, her leadership style is certainly uh, <clears throat> individual, is it not? Pank again gives you a very brief smile. We, I, <clears throat> It is not a hat I would normally make, but we are happy to place and, and take her order, of course. Absolutely, yeah. No, the far the financial arrangements. Uh, I'm I'm happy to send a, a bill of sale to the house if you'd like. Very good, very good. Yes, please have that made, made up. Just take me but a moment. Marvelous. He tucks uh, around the curtain and back, and probably within a minute or so has got a. You see him tucking a slip of paper into an envelope. There, there you are, Mr. Fraser. Thank you. Uh, so I take it that the, the, the style and uh, finishing of the hat are um, of suitable quality and to her ladyship specifications. If you give it a good look over, you'll notice that the uh, cloach hat here that's been created, it isn't a simple uh, creation. This is definitely something that has been worked up over a period of time. He's definitely take, taken the time you would feel is satisfactory to someone of uh, her ladyship station. Well, Mr. Van Groningen, I must say, your uh, your workmanship uh, certainly lives up to uh, our expectations. He nods uh, with a deep amount of respect. We do appreciate uh, your vote of confidence. Well, I think her ladyship will be very pleased with this. Uh, well done. Well done, man. You know that you have two other stops. You know that she gets most of her new shoes from a shop uh, run by a family called Masterson. And then she gets a, she has a shawl to be picked up at a business called Giles and Fox. And that's just, uh, those two shops are just a bit further down the row. So a bit of good day to Mr. Uh, Van Groningen. Um, and presumably the, the hat will be in bagged and... Oh yeah. And once you're you're set with it, he takes the the hat back, places it back in the box and and continues packaging and wrapping as necessary. Yes, I'll bid him good day and uh, make my way out of the out of the shop and head down to Masterson's. If there is one thing that you are most particular about when it comes to her ladyship's clothing, it is her footwear. Mm. Um for all sorts of different reasons. Uh her Footwear is generally specialized to assist her in as easy movement as is possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know as you step through the doorway here to Masterson Shoes, you know that your eye for detail uh, is going to have to be... You almost mentally prepare for it, as if you're preparing for um, a shooting competition or something. You know that uh, there is going to have to be some, some very exacting standards. I shall uh, open the door. And... The staff greet you just as you'd been greeted uh, at the Van Groningen's, except this staff here, you get the sense that they are concerned when you walk through the door. Good morning. Uh, morning, sir. 
trust her ladyship's shoes are ready? Uh, yes, see, they were, we were just uh, making sure that uh, all of the last bits are ready uh, for presentation. Jolly good. They bring out a, uh, a pair of shoes. They're cap-toed a bit, um, and then you can see that the heel has had some additional work done to it. Um, these are very similar to some of the other shoes that she wears, but you know that you're going to have to go over them with a bit of a finer point. Absolutely. Uh, I trust that uh, everything's in order here. If you just pass them over, I'll have a, have a look. Of course, of course. You can see that the outsole and midsole seem to be in, in fairly good order. The toe here, they've done a bit of reinforcing work on because occasionally she will have to lean forward a bit on the on the shoes. The collar and lining are, are perfectly well within order. Your eye gets drawn to the counter itself on the back half of the shoe. You kind of press your thumb a bit into it just to make sure that the connections, the seams and whatnot are properly set. And it, it seems after a while, maybe you were a little, maybe a little over eager to get into them. They, they do seem to hold up. Although it is something you kind of put on a mental checklist as she wears them to double check on. Yes, yes, I suppose this will do. Very well, very well. And you say uh, there's a few finishing touches to put to them? Her ladyship asked for uh, a specific type of lacing, and we we have some. Um, we're waiting to get the rest of it in. And so if, if she would afford us just an, another day or so, we could get them to her. Oh, well... Yes, she was rather expecting them today. However, I will put it to her that there has been some sort of uh, delay with the supply. I cannot speak for her uh, whether or not she will be satisfied with that. However, I shall advise her. If they're not finished, they're not finished. We, we do know and understand that her ladyship's um, very particular about her footwear, as she should be. We just simply want to get her the level best that we could do in any uh, footwear that she would purchase. I uh, appreciate uh, the sentiment and uh, I shall certainly pass that on to her ladyship. Uh, I dare say one more day will not make a great deal of difference, all things considered. They nod, and uh, when you are satisfied, they recover the shoe from you. Uh, it looks as, as if both are in pretty well good order. Well, I shall return uh, tomorrow, and hopefully all will be completed by then. Mm. Of course, of course. It should be ready first thing. First thing, well, I shall be here first thing then. I'll bid you good day. You step back outside into uh, the cool crispness of January in Kensington, and you're overcome by a feeling that you're not alone on this street. And that's plainly obvious with the shops being open and busy, but it feels personal. And just by scanning a bit, you can see that uh, up ahead, uh, on one of Kensington's many busy corners, there is a an older man who's got his eye on you. It's a bit difficult to tell who it is specifically at this distance. It's probably a good 30 yards or so. Stand outside the shop door for a moment just to uh, make absolutely sure that this person is in fact looking at me and I'm not mistaking him for looking at somebody else. Uh, once I'm sure that that's the case, I'll make my way across the road, not in any great hurry, across the road and up the street towards him. 
as you begin moving across the street. The gentleman picks up his pace. Across on the other side of the road, if he seems to be hurrying towards me, I shall just stand and, and, and wait for him to catch up to me. Coming closer, he's now probably within about 15 or so yards. You can see, and you recognize this man. This is William. He was the former Earl's footman and kind of valet is the wrong word, but he served uh, several roles under your former Earl. And while he doesn't physically flag you down uh, within this distance, he makes it very clear that he's uh, intent in speaking with you. He arrives in a bit of a, of a huff. You can see that he has a, a leather satchel over his arm. Uh, he almost seems as if he's uh, a bit red-faced. What, William, uh, what, what brings you to uh, to London? Good day, Mr. Fraser. I, uh, uh, do you have a moment? Well, yes, I have a few matters to attend to, but I'm sure I can uh, make some time for you. You, you seem uh, very red-faced if you've been running. Of course, I, I, uh, I shan't keep you long. He moves a bit off of the main path in between two of the businesses that are near there. Not necessarily into an alley, but mm. into out of direct way. What's the matter? It's difficult to explain, but I will do my best uh, to sum things up for you. Now, I know her ladyship is... She's a wonderful lady. I do miss being an employee of the family, which this statement comes as a complete shock to you. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you, you miss? Uh, uh, speak up, man. Tell yeah. me. He um, clears his voice a bit. Uh, the Earl has seen fit to relieve me of service. Good Lord. Uh, on what grounds? On the grounds that I was not... <clears throat> Sit out, man. I was not young enough. I was not fit enough. You know that William's gotten a bit older. He's probably clear into his late forties and early fifties now. That, this, this, this sounds most unusual. Uh, you've just been what, thrown out onto the street. Uh, not just. Uh, this was several months ago. I've been living off of what I can, what I've saved for the last few months now, and I, and I, I am not here, hand out looking for anything. In fact, uh, I just I need you to be aware of what's happened. What do you mean? Before the Earl passed, you, you know that he and I, we had a long history together. Um, longer yes, than I do. many of the other. I, I, I served him in the war uh, and was happy to do so. Uh, yes. He gave me something from his library that he asked me to take to her ladyship. It's something that he wanted kept under lock and key, and it's something that he said that Raymond must never put his hands on. When was this? I delivered it this morning. It was a book. It's in her care now. It's locked. It shouldn't it shouldn't be opened, Mr. Fraser, if you get my meaning. It should it should stay shut. I, I I'm afraid I, I I really don't get your meaning. What what on earth are you talking about? He rubs his hands together, you can see that there's a an obvious sweat to them. It. His Lordship gave me the book months ago, back before he he left us, and he told me in no uncertain terms to keep it in my room, to keep it under lock and key, and that should anything happen to him or my employment after he was gone, we we all knew he the the gout was in him and bad. Well, yes, yes, yes. And he knew that he didn't have long. He simply told me 
if I was if I was thrown out, if I was relieved of my duties, which I took as a, a shock, I was to take the book and to deliver it to her ladyship after uh, after he'd passed. I don't quite understand. So before he passed away, his lordship gave you this book, whatever it might be, to keep safe under your under your protection or whatnot. And and he had the foresight to believe that you might be relieved of your employment, and, and upon such conditions, you were to bring the book to her ladyship. Am I understanding you correctly? He told me in confidence, strictest confidence, that it was clear that Raymond did not did not enjoy my service, and he felt that Raymond would pick a younger man to assist him. The, the Earl was not; uh, he was a bright man. A well-read man, and he could read a crowd as good as he could read a book. Well, good lord, man, I mean, why have you not spoken of this to me before? I'm sure I can find you a position at at her ladyship's residence in Kensington. Well, I wasn't looking to be a bother to anyone. Oh, don't be ridiculous, man. You're not a bother. Not a bother in the slightest. As far as the book goes, I, I can tell you just a bit about it. Uh, what his heirship told me, but I, with all my strength, could not convey to her ladyship this morning. I know it came from a professor uh, here in London, uh, Professor Julius Smith. I, I fear I, I, she might investigate more about it. I know she's a curious type, but to her credit, you must do what you can to prevent her from... Well, it's easier said than done. His heirship was clear with me as clear as a summer's day that she was not to open it under any circumstances. Oh, well, I mean, for goodness sake. You you know her ladyship as well as I do. If you say she's not to do a thing, she'll straight away do it. This is exactly what I have struggled with the past several months. It's why I kept the book from her for so long. Because I, I knew... I knew she was likely to, to investigate it further. And I, I fought with myself for uh, endless nights about what to do with it, and... Oh, man, why did you not give it to me? I mean, surely, surely to goodness, you should have known that I would have kept it under my protection for her ladyship. No matter, what's done is done. What's done is done, and... uh, I mean, what manner of book is this anyway that that, that you seem so nervous over? Why, Why should she not read it? I worry about her standing with the church should she get into it, and what others might say if I I know the book is a foul thing I'm sure of it I I must tell you I had many sleepless nights over the book but it wasn't because of any sort of concern it was something within it I could hear it man you're speaking in riddles what do you mean you could hear a book I can't explain it it as if at night I, I could hear it asking me to open it. Are you... You've not been drinking, have you? Well, uh, maybe a bit uh, to get through being relieved of duty, but... I mean, I don't like to see a man go hungry. Let, let me speak to her ladyship, and if I can't find you to p- a position at, at her house, then I'm sure one of one of her acquaintances will have, have an opening. We could find you something. I really... I, I, I don't want you living on the street, man. Have you family? Uh, I do, uh, in the south. 
I spent some time with them over the fall, but I think I've worn my work and been brightened out. Let me see what I can do for you. Where are you staying? Uh, presently. I'm just staying in Limehouse. Oh, for goodness sake. It's what I could afford. Come with me, man. Let me get you a, 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 a hot cup of hot cup of tea, if nothing else. Come away back with me. He nods. I have one more errand to do. Um, there is a, there, there's a tea house uh, just a, a couple of streets away. Um, here. Let me see. Here. There's a couple of shillings. That'll, that'll get you a, a, a hot cup of tea while you wait for me anyway. I'll, I'll see you there shortly, as soon as I've attended to my business. Okay. Yeah, he eagerly takes the shillings from you and then nods and, and heads off in that direction. You recompose yourself and before stepping in with Giles, to Giles and Fox, the um, cloak and shawl dealer. They do a ton of different things, but this is where specifically she prefers to get her cloaks and shawls from. Okay, so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit distracted with this somewhat bizarre conversation that I've just had with William. But, um, you get greeted, which almost snaps you back into uh, the right order mentally. Ah, yes. Now, uh, I'm here for her ladyship's shawl. Uh, is it? Uh, is it ready? Uh, indeed it is. They bring out what is, to your eyes, uh, a, an absolute wonder. Uh, it is a wonderfully appointed black and gold peacock shawl. Uh, it is something that is perhaps, again, a bit more Art Nouveau than you're used to for her. But the work that has been done specifically on these swirling peacock forms, uh, the shawl itself is black. The, the peacocks are gold, and that's what makes it stand out so much. Uh, it's riveting. That's quite exquisite. Quite exquisite. Well done, I must say. Very, very pleased with that indeed. If you'd like to make up a bill of fare, uh, I'll uh, take this with me now, and uh, we can settle up uh, to a later date. Of course. They properly prepare the box with just a, a few minutes and um, get it tucked away for you and uh, something you can easily hold on to. Very good. I'll bid you good day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. I'll head over to the to the tea shop um, that I indicated to William and hopefully he's there with a He is there. Um, he is kind of staring down a bit into the somewhat murky tea that he has selected for himself. And you can tell that he's trying to he's trying to get a hold of himself, it looks like. As anyone does over a, a nice cup of tea. Sure. <laughs> I'll order some tea for myself um, and, and sit down to join him. So, so William, mm. tell me, tell me, how long have uh, how long have your conditions been like this now for? Did you say some months? Indeed, uh, uh, the Earl forced me out of service. He relieved me of duty uh, in September. In uh, September? Oh, for goodness' sake, man! It's nearly Christmas. Well, it's, it's gone Christmas. Yes, it's, it's half. It's half January, at least. I went to my mother's in, in Brighton, and mm. she, lovable son that I am, I did everything I could to just stay out from underfoot and, and uh, stay hidden. But, Good lad. And you spent the autumn in, uh, in Brighton, mm. and, and, the, and the winter and Christmas, and how long have you been in London? Oh, just two days, really. Two days, I see. 
Um, and you've presented yourself at uh, uh, Ladyship's residence. This morning, yes. Uh, which I apologise, I realise it's terribly irregular. You didn't d- come directly to the to the front door and speak to her ladyship, did you? I was intercepted by Mr. Hughes, of course, ah, uh, who jumping. gave me no bit of uh, ear-ringing about even coming to the residence. <clears throat> well, it would have been uh, certainly uh, preferable if you telephoned in advance. However, I understand your circumstances are somewhat straight at the, at the moment, so you do seem like... You haven't slept in a few days, if you don't mind me saying so. Well, you'd be right. It's been perhaps a, a day and a half or two. And uh, you, you left the book for her ladyship, did you? Uh, I did. Um, I, I did speak with her very briefly. You spoke with her ladyship? Uh, which I realise is out of uh, place, but the rest of it seemed to be out of place already. We shall say no more about it. Um, certainly your uh, your situation is uh, somewhat strained and uh, perhaps uh, that is causing you to act out of, out of character and uh, without all due propriety. However, it's done now. Can't be avoided. Why don't you tell me everything about about everything about this 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 book that that you've had in your possession and that has uh, been troubling you and uh, its nature and why you believe it to be what did you say foul? Yes. Uh, I should start at the beginning. It would have been just a couple of years ago. I was attending the Earl in uh, on a matter in Northbrook, and he was already beginning to suffer from the gout. And he brought me into his study, which I took as a, a matter of confidence. And he told me that the time was going to come that things were going to get very difficult for the family. And he told me that when the time came that I was to take this book and to secret it away. And I was just as surprised as you were when I told you the same. I, I told him that it wasn't my place, that, but he was insistent. And so when he passed, I made sure that I played the part. I did his last order as best I could. Um, and I sat with that book in Brighton there for months and every night I would fall asleep I would hear it could have been the gulls for all I know but I I would hear things I would hear it I say it because I'd shut the windows Mr. Fraser. I'd I'd covered my head in a pillow I'd wrap myself up in as many blankets as I could find to not hear what I kept hearing your imagination's running away with you so have you told her ladyship of these concerns you have over this book? I have not. I have not. I delivered the book and the note written from her father. I have no idea what it says. I see. I delivered it straight away this morning, and then I left the house before Mr. Hughes could wrap me on the head with his knuckles. I'll speak to Mr. Hughes. Don't you worry about that. Now, what are your plans now? Um, well... If there is a potential future at Kensington, I would be open to it. Um, Well, I can't guarantee anything, but I'll certainly intercede on your behalf. Uh, I'm sure we can find you something somewhere. It may not be uh, quite as as high a position uh, as you were at Northbrook. However, needs must. Mm, I would prefer to sleeping in Limehouse. Well, 
Yes, I, I, I don't want you sleeping another night there. So, have you uh, are your things? Where are your things? Um, David, are they still in Brighton? Or? No, no, no. I took what little I had here, and um, there's a, a few scant things there, and the place I'm staying at in my house, but collectible within five minutes. Well, I tell you what, let's do this. I'll uh, put you up. Uh, in a boarding house, I'm sure I can find one that is uh, has a little more comfortable than uh, than where you are at present. I'll see you see you through a few days there. Um, while you're there, I will speak to her ladyship. I shall make some inquiries on your behalf, um, and I shall see if I can find a position for you. As I say, I can't guarantee exactly what that position will be, but uh, well, I do appreciate that, Mr. Fraser. Well, that's uh, yes, it's quite all right. To you. I mean, I know you served well for many many years and I would not like to see you in, in these circumstances so I shall certainly see what I can do for you. I'm sure something will come up for you. Don't lose heart man. So pat him on the shoulder. Well thank you. Uh... And, uh, and this book this book. I'll think on that as well. I, I very much appreciate uh, your concern for her ladyship and, uh, and her well-being in this matter and I'm, I'm very glad that you came to me. Yes uh, I too am thankful you I could track you down uh, I know you live uh, you've many things and duties for her ladyship that you're attending to every day is a busy day well let me make some arrangements some sitting arrangements for you um, I'll tell you what why don't you come with me come to the kitchens at uh, at Kensington and uh, I'm sure we can get you any uh, some lunch it must be lunchtime by now while uh, while you're doing that, I'll have a have a quick word with her ladyship if she's available, um, and I'll make a couple of telephone calls and see what I can see what I can do for you. I'll certainly arrange for somewhere for you to stay for the next few days. So why don't you go to Limehouse, go and collect your collect whatever um, collect whatever things you have there, um, and uh, and I shall let the uh, shall let the kitchen staff know that you're on your way. I, I do appreciate that, Mr. Fraser. He finishes his tea and. And come in by the rear entrance this this time, if you'd be so good. Of course, of course. Uh, he quickly gets up and gives you a, a nod and then takes his leave of you. You gather up your things after a bit and then head back to Kensington. Well, I shall, first thing I should do is I shall make my way down, down to the kitchens. Um, and I shall uh, speak with Mrs. Wilson um, and uh, make her aware that... Uh, that there will be uh, one of my acquaintances who's looking for a position will be um, coming in a short time. He, she's to give him something to eat, make it, make sure he's uh, comfortable in the kitchens, and I shall be endeavouring to find a position for him. Once that's done, I'll mm, make a, a phone call um, to a boarding house um, or walk around to a boarding house if, if, if that's necessary and see if I can get him a room for two or three nights pay in advance for that not anything particularly fancy but something a little bit more more comfortable than where he's obviously staying just now in a flop house would not be particularly pleasant <laughs> yeah the uh, phone call is probably really all it takes uh, uh, for you to get him uh, lodging somewhere a little bit nicer than what he seems to have gotten himself into at Limehouse that said you do get, not I wouldn't say it's offhand, but uh, Mrs. Wilson does mention that the house has been very busy today since uh, since you've left. Well, Mrs. Wilson, I uh, appreciate that. Um, I have uh, some goods for her ladyship that I need to deliver for her, uh, and then I'll attend to the other duties. Uh, don't let me keep you any further. 
sure you have much to do. Once I've done that, I will um, bring up the uh, the shawl uh, and the hat for her for her ladyship. Um, give it to her ladies to her ladies maid. Um, um, I will also explain that the the shoes uh, are not quite finished, uh, and that the, I'll be collecting those first thing tomorrow morning, um, and to inform her ladyship of that. Um, then um, I'll make some inquiries as well, or I'll at least start to make inquiries um, about any positions that might be available. It's probably about halfway through your um, after giving Bennett what you've, uh, Mrs. Bennett, what you've recovered from the shops. Um, you can see the um, perched penguin, which is um, Mr. Hughes, uh, waiting. He seems to be almost. Uh, tracing your movements a bit around the house. Uh, but you can tell he wants something. Mr. Hughes, how may I assist you? I do believe we had a visitor this morning. Ah, yes, indeed, yes. Yes, I'm aware of that. Oh, you are? Perhaps you could shed some light as to why he knocked on the front door. Well, I have spoken to him about that. Uh, he is... Uh, he is under some strain at the moment, and he is not himself. Um, he has apologized personally to me for his behavior and for this uh, uh, unseemly presence at the front of the house, and he has assured me that it will not happen again. He will be in the kitchens shortly. I have uh, made arrangements to give him a bite to eat while I find lodgings for him. Uh, the man is... Uh, not himself, shall we say. He uh, she has been placed in impecunious circumstances. He's a good man. I know him. I know him from her ladyship's estate in Northbrook. And this is entirely out of character for him. I should hope so. I uh, can't imagine what it looked like to anyone who might have seen it. Quite, quite. However, he has assured me, as I say, that it, it shall not happen again. And uh, I take him at his word. I do appreciate you protecting the house as it were we do our best do we not I understand he had a, a, a package for her ladyship eh? yes a most irregular delivery but her ladyship has called for a locksmith I don't I believe it's a book or something it's a, some sort of locked book I other than that I'm not sure still her ladyship's uh, affairs are her own and uh, it is not for us to uh, to question or query. No. no, I wouldn't think of it. Uh, although uh, there should be a, a tradesman coming in shortly for it. Very well. Uh, it looks like there is a considerable number of duties to attend to today. The house seems very busy. Is, uh, is there something that uh, I don't know about happening today? Um, not that I am unaware of. He looks around, you know, left and right. <laughs> but uh, if there is, I shall send word. Very well. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap us here because this is a great okay. spot for it. And that's a bit. We'll get on with the, uh, the next character introduction in the next episode. I hope uh, everyone is enjoying it. And the journey begins. Mm-hmm.